0: listening to the Thornapple Valley Church podcast. Thank you for joining us. Our hope is for you to be encouraged and to connect with God during this message. If you'd like to know more about Thornapple Valley Church, visit tvcweb.com. Well, hello TVC. It's really good to be back with you guys. Hello to our Dalton campus, our middleville campus, uh, our online community, which I love. I love our online community. I uh, I serve uh, for a part of the, the crew of the online community, so I, I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is uh, Matt Van Dongen. I am on staff here. I work with our internship program, and then I also work with our youth group, and so shout out to all of our Fusion students and our volunteers. Love you guys. Um, and so I, I actually, a cool thing, just this last July, I've been on staff for four years, so it's, it's been pretty cool. I was, I was raised in TVC, and then I've got to serve in TVC, and, and I've worked here for four years. Uh, so I love it. And I've gotten a chance to, to speak with you guys a handful of times, and I'm excited to be with you guys again today. Uh, but before we start, I just figured we'd start with prayer today, because uh, prayer is good. So if you guys want to join me in prayer, Jesus, we love you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your faithfulness. And Lord, I just ask... During this time, Lord, that whatever we brought into service today, whatever we're dealing with in life, Lord, that we'd be able to just drop that and hear what you have for us today. Lord, that you would open up our hearts, our minds, our eyes, whatever it is, however you want to speak to each one of us, Lord. I ask that we would be receptive of you, not just during this message, but during this week and during this season, Lord, that we wouldn't miss what you're doing. Lord, so I just pray for each one of us, Uh, of those listening right now and and me, myself, Lord, I I just pray that we wouldn't miss you. We wouldn't miss you, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so I want to start with uh, two stories. One is a story, kind of a normal life, and one's a little more of a spiritual turn on it. And so I'll start with the first. Uh, Growing up, I was an athlete. I was very much into sports, loved sports, um, and, and luckily, the Lord blessed me with some abilities in sports, so I excelled at sports. Uh, I played everything from baseball, basketball, football, soccer, I ran track, I even wrestled for a short period of time, and, and I just did all these all year round. They actually overlapped quite a bit. Uh, I remember playing football for the, the school season, and then I would be doing select soccer on the side, so I remember... One season, I, I lived in the village of Middleville, shout out to Middleville, and I went to TK, and I would ride my bike to school, and I would go to football practice, and when I was done with football practice, in my pads, I'd be riding through Middleville to my soccer practice. Uh, and so I was just sports, 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 and, and all through high school, and what happened is I got into my junior year, and what, the only way that I can explain it is I think I got super burnt out out of the camps, the practices, the practices, the running, the more running, just all of it. I think I was, I was burnt out. And I look back, and I wish I didn't make this decision, but my 11th grade year, my junior year, I decided I was going to sit out my junior year of basketball, which I, uh, I worked my whole life to get better at basketball, and for some reason I decided my junior year I'm going to sit out. Still looking back, I'm like, what was I doing? But So I sat out. Uh, junior year and fast forward to my senior year I missed basketball and so I decided I'm going to go out for basketball so I went to tryouts I, I thought I did pretty good and after tryouts the coach uh, sat down with me and said hey you're good but the thing is I I, I kind of lost the, tro- the the coach's trust because I didn't play junior year I wasn't committed to the program and so he was real honest with me and he said hey, like, I know that, you, you know, you're good at basketball, but the fact is you probably aren't going to get very much playing time this year. And, and this was crazy for me because I have never not had playing time. I had never uh, came up against this, this situation. I, I was normally, you know, the captains on my team, and it just hit me. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, the fact that because I wasn't, you know, committed last year, this is affecting me now. And so I had a decision to make. My decision, was I going to be a part of this team? Was I going to do it no matter what, just to to push forward, not miss out in in this team activity, not miss out, or to not? And uh, a couple of my friends were in very similar situations on the team where they were also told by the coach that, hey, they might not get, you know, much of a role this season. And the thing is, those friends still chose not to miss out. And looking back, I so badly wish that I chose not to miss out. But I think what happened is fear gripped me. This is the first time that I didn't know what the season would look like. I didn't know if I'd be playing. I didn't know if I could earn. So there was fear and there was pride, lots of pride. Um, And so, unfortunately, I missed out. I decided not to play basketball my senior year. And I I totally missed out on that family experience, that experience of just what team sports do. And I made all kinds of excuses. I mean, I think it took years and years for me to come to terms with this. Um, I made all kinds of excuses like, oh man, that coach. And I even used church as an excuse because instead of playing basketball, I went and did an internship here with the youth pastor at the time. So I, I was getting church experience, which is really good for me. And, you know, I don't regret doing that. But if I look back, I missed out. I missed out because of fear I missed out because of pride, and uh, and I really wish that that hadn't had happened. And then, uh, transitioning to to more of a spiritual story, if you can tell these stories about me failing, uh, messing up, uh, missing out. There's a theme with that today, and so growing up, uh, well, in the Bible, I'll start with that, that. It talks about worshiping the Lord. Like what we just did, we worship God. It's awesome. Actually, in Psalm 63, 4, it says this. So I will bless you as long as you live. I will lift up my hands in your name. And there are actually a lot of verses in the Bible that talk about this idea of, of lifting up your hands to God. It just, it just symbolizes letting go uh, of what you're holding on to. It symbolizes just getting trust, being vulnerable with God. And, and then also, King David. Pastor Lonnie talked about King David last week, uh, and, and this mighty man of God, uh, he would dance uh, before God. He would worship God in that way, and so there's, this, there's something so cool about just letting go of what you're holding on to, being vulnerable with God, lifting your hands, dancing, whatever it is, this is a way to connect with God. Well, when I was younger, we'd get in a time of worship, and I'd, I'd be standing like this, and I would I'd be feeling it. I was like, all right, God's moving. And then I'd like really want to participate. I'd see the person up in the front row or over there with their hands wide open. And you know, at youth group, we have these dance parties during worship. So everyone's jumping around and having fun and, and just letting loose and, and being free because there's freedom in worship, right? And so I remember there were so many times, man, I'm just like, I don't want to miss out on this. Look, I, don't, I want what that person has. And so I'd want to. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't, because I was scared of what people might think, I was scared of my own image, there was pride, there was fear, there was excuses, things getting in the way, for me, uh, at a younger age, having this amazing connection with God, and and luckily, uh, I I don't really deal with that anymore, I love worshiping God, I love uh, connecting with Him in that way, but now I know how much I was missing out. (laughs) Because when you really truly do worship in that way, there's such a connection that happened. And so for me, because of the fear of what people thought, because of my pride, uh, insecurities, I missed out. I missed out. And so we're in this series called Stupid Tax. And basically we're going through... Bible stories, different things in the Bible, we're learning from biblical stories, whether it's someone that did something good, someone that did something bad, and then when we look at these stories, then we have the opportunity to choose to learn from them, or not choose to learn from them, and then if you choose not to, that would be the definition of stupid tax. And so, I actually want to go through a, a Bible story today with the idea of what I had just talked about in those st- stories, missing out missing out what God has for you in this season, missing out what God has for you in your life, missing out connection with God and the different ways that we as human beings uh, choose really often to miss out. And so I'm gonna go ahead and read from Matthew 14 verses 22 through 33. So Matthew 14, 22 through 33. You guys can uh, grab your Bibles or that'll be up on the screen as well. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside to pray, by himself to pray. Later that night, he was, he was there alone, and the boat had already a considerable distance from land buffeted from the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walk on the lake they were terrified. It's a ghost they said and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, "Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid." "Lord, if it's you," Peter replied, "tell me to come to you on the water." "Come," he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. So when I read stories like this, I like to put myself in the situation that's happening because then I can maybe get a better look of what are some of the emotions that are going on. And, and so if I put myself in this situation, I'm in a boat with a bunch of my buddies. And we're going across this lake, and it's dark out, it's late, and there are, there's wind, there's waves. And I'm, it's kind of a high-stress situation already as we're trying to get across the lake. And then on top of that, in the dark... There is a shadowy person, ghost-like figure walking on water. And I'm just thinking, I would probably be freaking out. And, and then, once you realize it's Jesus, you're like, oh, okay, good, it's Jesus. He's walking on water. Oh, wait, he's walking on water. And, and then you're just you're in that situation that's still kind of high stress, I would think. And, and I think that this, this story, it's important that you understand that it is a high stress situation because oftentimes, as we get further in the story, faith is required in times of high stress. Faith is required in times of difficulty. And so basically, Jesus walks up, and uh, here's the part of the story that's, that's the famous part of the story, where, where Jesus calls to Peter, says, come out onto the water, and Peter does it. Peter steps out of the boat, and he actually walks on water. He does the impossible, but then as we read the story, we know what happens is that, and oftentimes we look at it, well, then Peter failed because he, uh, he lost sight of Jesus, started to doubt, and he began to sink. And I have heard so many messages on this. I've actually preached quite a few myself of the idea of when we're locked eyes with Jesus, you can do the impossible. As soon as we look away, we start to sink. And I love that story. I, I, I think that preaches. But that's not what I want to focus on today. I actually want to focus on a different angle of this. So Peter is walking on water. My question is, what about the other disciples in the boat? What are they doing? What are they doing as they're watching Peter walk on water? Because I don't see Peter as the one that failed in this story. I actually see Peter as the one that had great victory in this story. He's the one that had faith. He's the one that got past his fear and, and Peter's actually the one that I would like to be in this story, even though sometimes we view him as f- failing in this. And then I put myself back in the story. Let's say I'm sitting over here in the boat, and my friend's over there walking on water. And I'm like, man, I want to walk on water. That seems pretty cool. Like, if Peter can do it, I can do it. Like, Jesus is right there. I want to be called by Jesus. I, I want to. I can do this. Yeah, I'm going to do this. Mm, no, no, I, I'm good. I'm comfortable in this boat. P- Peter already did it. We'll all learn a lesson here. And here's the thing: I, I really, knowing Jesus, I think if, if one of the other disciples were like, "Well, Jesus, I want to have faith like that. I want you to call me to the impossible. Hey, can you call me on water too?" Jesus would be like, "Let's form a line. Let's go." Like, I, I know that there, that thought would have went through of, man, I, I want to do that too. But I don't know why they didn't. I don't know if it was uh, fear. I don't know if it was doubt. I don't know if it was embarrassment, being comfortable in the boat. I don't know what reason they chose not to go participate in this act of faith. But what's cool is although Peter, you know, took a couple steps and failed, If you keep reading in the book of Matthew, just two chapters later, Jesus calls Peter to be the leader of the early church. The leader of the early church. And so I look at this and be like, man, every step that Peter was taking, he was getting trained, his faith was being built for something so great. And I'm not saying that God didn't use the other disciples in an amazing way. But how much more is that experience impactful for Peter's life and his ministry and him going forward than the other disciples? Because he decided to take that step of faith. And so I just have, I have a few things that I want to take uh, from this story. And, And this is the first. It's better to step out in faith and fall to fail than to never step out at all. It's better to step out in faith and fail than never to step out at all. That Jesus said it: if you have faith as a tiny little mustard seed, you can move mountains. And if faith was so easy, you know it wouldn't be as profound and powerful. That that really, in times of struggle, in times of difficulty, when you're when you're stretched, when you're put in a high stress situation, those are the times that faith is required. And Peter knew that when he was stepping off that boat, he was either going to sink or he was going to walk on water. But he knew the God that he served. He knew this idea of faith. And there are side effects to Peter's life of faith. And so Peter decided to step out of the boat while the other disciples sat in the boat. And so my first thing is it's better to step out of faith than to fail and fail than never to step out at all. And this next point, I think when we decide, you know, okay, we want to step out, we have to deal with this, and it's this. Stop making excuses. Stop making excuses. And, and the thing is, I, I think I can talk about this because I make excuses all the time. I think us as an American culture, we, we make excuses a lot. And this is the moment that the stupid tax lesson, I think, comes in. That we can learn from the disciples that just stayed on the boat. That we don't, as believers, as followers of Jesus, we don't want to be the ones that never step out of faith. We don't want to be the ones that miss out on opportunity. That miss out what God's doing in this world because we're stuck in our comfortable boats. Because God is a God of miracles. God is fun. God is good. He wants to use you. He wants to to walk with you. And the, the coolest thing about God is he's all powerful. But he wants to partner with people like us. And I can imagine some of those excuses that the disciples made, whether it's, hey, Peter did it first, it's cool, or I'm comfortable in my boat, I really don't want to be uncomfortable, and I know we can all relate to that in the American culture, because we do not like to be uncomfortable. There's fear, embarrassment, doubt, all those things I've talked about. But the thing is, Peter was probably feeling those exact same things too. He wasn't just, just full of faith he can do this. I'm sure he had those thoughts too, but he didn't let those excuses stop him from walking in his calling with Jesus. In this next part, I, I, I don't want this to be received the wrong way and, and I am by no means making any kind of we need to do this or we need to do that statement. But I think as believers, if you call yourself a believer of Jesus, we have to stop Using COVID-19 in this pandemic as an excuse. And, and I don't get me wrong, I'm not making a political statement. I'm not talking about should we wear masks or not wear masks. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about we are in a time in history where there's a pandemic happening and there are people that need the love of Jesus. And there are people that need us to not make excuses. And I think the one that I've heard a lot specifically from my generation is... Um, I'm just going to put pause on 2020. I'll be back in 2021. Like, I I don't want to deal with this right now. I'm just going to put pause. But what kind of excuse is that? Because Jesus wants to move here right now in this pandemic. And not all of us are called to lead a church, but all of us are called to something to make a difference in somebody's life. And if we're making the excuse of I'm just going to, you know, put things on hold. Maybe that even can look like in your relationship with Jesus. You're like, this is a bit stressful. I feel distanced from God in this pandemic. You know, I, I, I need to put, things look different, obviously. Like we have to deal with life differently. And, and, and are we just saying, well, I don't want to deal with life differently. So I'm going to take, I'm going to stay on the boat. I'm going to be comfortable in my own world. Or are we taking that step of faith? And so my question is, what excuses are you making? And I think the answer to that question probably has to be determined on what is God calling to you these days. You know, our our excuses are probably based on where we're being called. So where are you being called? I I know our lead pastor, Jeff, has been putting a lot of time and prayer and energy into where is God leading our church. And one thing that he has on his heart that I think is awesome is this idea of tribes, this idea of being closely connected with one or two other people and being real, being honest, being, hey, let's walk together. This is a hard time. What are you dealing with? This is what I'm dealing with. Let's pray for each other. And it's even more of an intentional thing than ever before. Maybe you've been called to that and you've been dodging it or, or, or not, not doing that because of fear or because um, of, of just different reasons, because of pride, because of just being scared of opening up. Maybe some of you have been called to serve in the local church. Maybe some of you have been, you know, in this time of a pandemic, you've been blessed financially, and maybe there's a way to serve in that way. Also, in this, this time, we live in a lot of division. Maybe God's calling you to be a voice of peace and to be a voice of forgiveness and to be a voice of making amends with those that have different views, of those in your family. Maybe God's calling you to that, and we're making excuses. Some of you, I know, are prayer people. You are, you are prayer warriors. And maybe God's calling you to step out and praying for people in this time, for sharing the love of Jesus. The, the Bible says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And, and maybe in this time we've made excuses to put our, our seeking of God on hold. There's a million things that God can call us to. But being honest, what excuses are we making during this time? What excuses are making us stay inside the boat and not take that step of faith? Because oh, we're so called to faith. That song that we sang, that there's no one like Jesus. There's no one like him. He is, there's no one better than him. There's, there's no one better than Jesus. So what excuses are we making to not further that relationship, to further that love on this earth. And so my last, my last thing, and it, it kind of has to do with excuses too, but we are called out of the boat, so let's do it. We are called out of the boat, so let's do it. You know, learning from Peter and taking that risk into faith so we don't miss out. I he got his calling two chapters later. I really, truly believe as we just take those small steps, even if we fall, that's okay. But it is in our DNA as Christ calls. If you call yourself a Christian, I'm talking to you. It's in our DNA to walk by faith, and faith is not easy. A quote that I like is, is this, is falling in the water is part of life, but walking on the water is part of following Jesus. Falling in the water is part of life, but walking on water is the part of following Jesus. That it actually isn't our job to succeed. We're not called to, to make every step. Like Peter, he made like three or four steps probably and he fell. He sunk. But it's not our job to succeed. It's our job to step out in faith and to watch God succeed. That he's the one that actually can make the impossible possible. But if we're not willing to meet God in that place where he has to move or we sink, we're not gonna see him move in the impossible. We're not gonna see him move in these ways we, that we sing these songs with such conviction. My, I was talking to my buddy about this the other day and, and here's a quote that, that I think he came up with and it's pretty good. And it's this. Is doing the extraordinary with Jesus worth leaving behind your safety, your comfort, and your perspective? Is doing the extraordinary with Jesus worth leaving behind your safety, your comfort, and your perspective? And I would say yes, because Jesus, I didn't know we were singing that song today, but Jesus is better than our safety. Jesus is better than our comfort. Jesus is better than our perspective. And I'll end with one story where I actually didn't fail. I actually, praise Jesus, got it right. Uh, I've shared this before, but I, I just I want to share it again, is when I was 21, 29 now, I uh, got my first ask from Jesus that would require a lot of faith. It would require basically jumping out of the boat. and I got called to do mission work. And, and, and what came along with doing mission work was raising about 10 grand of money I did not have in a matter of one month. It it, it meant that I was uh, quitting my job that I had had for three years. It it meant that I was quitting college that I was halfway through. It meant uh, me having to uh, talk to my family and explain why I'm doing this crazy thing. I didn't know what I was doing. So many times I failed and said I wasn't gonna do it, but thankfully the Lord said no. This is where I'm calling you. Take that step of faith. This is what faith is about, to, to follow Jesus' calling, even when it's uncomfortable. And luckily, I said yes to that eight years ago. And I, I've met people. I've been to places. I've had family members are now in my family. I, I met my wife because of that. I, I truly believe I'm here, right here on the stage because of that simple yes that I said. Well, it wasn't so simple. yes to stepping out in faith. And there's no way nine years, eight years from then that I could have predicted any of these things that happened. But just like when Peter took those steps of faith and created those foundation of faith in his life, he couldn't have known that he was gonna be the foundation of the early church. He couldn't have known all the things God was gonna use, but God used the small faith. God uses the small faith inside of us to move mountains, to do things that are impossible. So that's my challenge uh, for you guys this week, and as we, we go forward, is are we like the disciples that are just sitting in the comfortable boats, or are we going to be like Peter and step out in faith? Let's pray. Lord, you're so good. <laughs> We're so thankful for you, Lord, that we, are, we have permission to fail, God. <laughs> we don't have to be perfect. Lord, but what you have called us is to step out in faith. So I don't know what each person here is called to, Lord, but I ask you to give them the strength to step out of the boat, strength to say yes to faith, strength to say yes in this pandemic, Lord. Whoa, what would it look like if, if we were following your calling in this time, Jesus? Lord, just give us strength. Guide us. We love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, you guys have an amazing evening and a great weekend. Thank you for listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. If you found this message encouraging, we invite you to share it. For more information, visit tvcweb.com.